Hello everybody, it's Melissa. Welcome back to another episode. Today I am asking a very important question. And that question is, uh, have I always been as awkward as I am now? (laughs) And maybe just didn't notice? Uh, Or am I getting more awkward as I get older? You know, you would think that it would be going the opposite direction. You would think that the older you get, the more you like learn how to be. But I guess that's one of the things about autism is some of these things, these quirks, these traits, whatever you want to call them that accompany this diagnosis, just have to do with the way your brain is structured and the way you are and it's just maybe how it's gonna be. So what got me thinking about this is, well for one, COVID is calming down a bit. We're certainly not, you know, out of the woods. I don't think the pandemic is considered over officially yet, but like life feels more normal recently than it has in a long time. Um, A lot of the mask mandates, at least where I'm at, are being dropped. I think at my college uh, starting next week or maybe the week after that, uh, we're not going to be required to wear masks anymore. My daughter's school has dropped their mask mandate uh, the stores around where I live have dropped all their mandates. It's just recommended if you haven't been vaccinated that you still wear a mask. Um, but most places are just like making it optional and leaving it up to individuals. And um, I, I personally feel a lot less stressed about COVID than I used to. You know, being a person who is kind of a germaphobe and I don't like being around people who are sick or, um, put, you know, like knowing that there's a potential that if I'm around someone, I might be sick. This is why the medical field also was kind of a difficult place for me to be because of my germophobia. But, um, you know, I, that part of it, there was just like this low, constant, low level of stress for me that accompanied just being afraid of getting sick. And I, I feel that sort of um, waning a bit lately, which it feels nice. It feels good to be able to, you know, see the bottom half of people's faces again once in a while. Um, so really, like, because of this, I'm kind of slowly emerging back into the world and engaging in a way that I haven't since quarantine began two years ago. And for the first time since I discovered and got diagnosed with autism. So it's been interesting to notice certain things about myself now that 
either weren't there before, but I suspect more likely they were there before. I just didn't notice or I was not aware of certain things. And one of those things, you know, like I said at the beginning of this episode, is just my above average awkwardness. And it's, I I think it's like, sorry if I'm stumbling over my words a little bit, but I'm recording this in the evening. I don't usually do that, but um, I just, I wanted to today. I felt like I had stuff to say in the, in the evening time instead of like earlier in the day. So I feel like because of that, my, my brain has already gone through an entire day of like thinking and being a brain. And so it's kind of hard in the evening, but anyway, um, so I I feel kind of like maybe I'm just a lot more aware now, like, you know, when you're shopping for something, say like you're, you want a new car and you're researching different vehicles and you have your heart set on one, maybe you want like a Jeep. And so you're researching Jeeps, you're looking at Jeeps, you want to know everything about Jeeps. And then all of a sudden you start seeing Jeeps everywhere you go. And it's not that there's actually more Jeeps around. It's just that now you're more, your awareness of Jeeps has increased. And so you're noticing them more, right? And I feel like this must be what's happening with my autistic traits, many of them. Because I look back and I'm like, I don't feel like I've changed uh, since I've gotten diagnosed. I mean, not in any big ways. We're all changing all of the time, right? Um, but <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I must have always kind of just been this way, but wasn't really aware of some of the ways that I was, um, thinking and behaving and interacting and now that I'm emerging back into the world with this new knowledge about myself, I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> I am not as good at stuff as I was fooling myself into believing I was. Or you know what else is a possibility? And it's a big, big possibility is that I'm also, I guess... I feel like there's an unintentional unmasking going on also with me because I think that pre-pandemic, like right before the pandemic, my life was such where um, I was about to turn 40 and I had spent my entire life basically trying really hard you know trying 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 all of the time to fit in act quote-unquote normal be accepted whatever and I do think that maybe now that I'm talking this through I do think that maybe um part of this might be 
me noticing more of my traits, but also part of it might be that I, the mask is just coming off because I'm tired. (laughs) So, and I already kind of felt it happening a little bit before, like for a a couple of years, I, I say a little bit, but maybe like two or three years before the pandemic even happened, I felt, um, there's certain things starting to become more difficult in my life. And, but again, like there was just so much going on and my fiance and I were like busy building a business and there was just a lot going on. And so I just, I don't know, I ignored it. I, you know, everyone gets stressed and busy and feels weird sometimes and whatever. Um, and you just keep pushing through, but I think pandemic time, for one, there was so much change at once, and then there was so much stillness, and that really did shift a lot for me, obviously, because that's when everything sort of started unraveling, and then I came upon this realization, and then I got diagnosed, and then da-da-da-da-da, that's the story, right? Um, So it's just interesting now going back into the world and being like, okay, like, not to be corny, but it's like, I'm like emerging from my chrysalis. I was just like the caterpillar before. And now I'm like the autistic butterfly just coming out and being like, look at me. Um, it feels a little bit like that. Like it feels a little bit like growth. It feels a little bit like, um, I've embraced something or I'm in the process of of trying to embrace something new about myself. Um, But also it's a little scary because I, I do feel a little bit changed and also like I don't want to hide parts of myself anymore or pretend anymore. You know, it's not like I've been acting like a completely different person my whole life, but there are definitely huge aspects of my personality that felt very contrived and sometimes would even change depending on who I was around. And I think a lot of autistic people have experienced this I'm not trying to speak for everyone, but I've literally like seen people on social media talking about this, about how your personality is changeable depending on who you're around because you're just watching everyone and just being like, okay, this is how I act around these people. And then this is how I act around these people. And like, this is how I fit in and survive basically. Um, so yeah, I guess the point of this episode, I hope I'm not being too rambly, but like, I've just been thinking about this a lot lately because I have been seeing people I haven't seen in a while and interacting with people in a way that I haven't in a while. And, uh, it just feels different. It just feels different. And, um, so about my awkwardness. (laughs) Let's, let's talk a little bit more about that because 
I think maybe. (sighs) So I've always had a hard time with certain types of interactions. Not shockingly, right? This is a part of it. This is a part of autism. Like the other day, for example, I showed up to class. At the time I usually show up, I was like five minutes early. And usually my teacher comes like right at one o'clock when the class is supposed to start and he opens the door for us all, everyone who's standing outside, which is, you know, most of the class. And everybody goes in together. Well, the other day I showed up and maybe I was like a little bit earlier too than usual um, because no one else from the class was there yet, which was weird. And my teacher was already in the classroom. So that threw me off right away because that's not how it usually goes. And then I always get really weird about those kind of situations because I'm like, should I go in? Am I allowed to go in? Is he in there doing something that, you know, I'm not supposed to go in until one? Is it weird if I go in? And then I was like, "Eh, I'm just going to go in. So I went in, but then I didn't consider the fact that I didn't expect to be um, in a one-on-one situation with someone, and that's when I can have kind of a problem because I haven't thought of what I might say or talk about or the potential uh, topics that might arise and how I would answer them, things like that. So when I'm put on the spot and with a surprise interaction... That is where I struggle big time socially. So my teacher is not a stranger to me. I had him last semester. I have, I've had him this entire semester. We've definitely had conversations over, you know, I'll pop in on his Zoom office hours and we'll talk about math, but we've talked about other stuff. And nice guy, easy to talk to. I really like him, but it was like, I wasn't expecting us to be alone and for me to have to carry a conversation with him. So Anyway, it was pretty awkward. He was just like, oh, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm good. How are you? And then he asked me about this other class that I'm taking. And I just, (laughs) it was probably okay. But I just, I, I wonder how I come off to other people sometimes. Because in my mind, I come off as so awkward and I just, you know, the face palm emoji, that's like me after internally, like after interactions like that, where I'm like, what did I even say? What? Why can't I just be a regular human who can carry on a casual conversation without being weird? So it was, it was fine it wasn't too long before other people for the class started showing up and I was like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) Like, but you know, it just, it's a thing. But what I'm noticing now is that interactions that I normally would have had an easier time with, like pre-planned interactions also feel kind of rough to me now. And again, I'm not sure if it's because I'm getting more awkward or maybe just because I am tired and I can't do as well as I used to do in these situations. Um, Or maybe I care less. 
maybe now I'm like, meh, I'm autistic. <laughs> I'm just going to act how I want to act naturally, right? Maybe I'm giving myself more license. That's totally possible because I, I do feel like in certain aspects of my life, I have been giving myself more license to just be kind of quirky and weird and not try and hide it. I use weird as like a complimentary term, not a bad term. I, I don't mind being weird. You know, it's like, or I don't mind describing myself as weird, I guess. Um, I, I do mind sometimes being weird in a situation like my, what I had with my math professor the other day where I'm like, why am I so weird? Uh, but you know, like, am I just embracing it more? And because of that, I'm just caring less about how I outwardly present. I don't know. But like, um, I hung out with a friend the other day, uh, a person who I do consider a friend, I do consider a friend. I haven't made my friendship chart yet. If you listen to a few, I don't remember what episode that was. It was a little while ago when I was talking about how, how do you know if a friend is a friend? This person, I would consider this person a friend. Um, and I'm usually really comfortable around her. And there were some awkward moments where I just kind of like didn't know what to say or I didn't know how to keep the conversation going between us or I like my it just it wasn't as easy of a back and forth with her as it usually is and that was really that was different I was like oh I am not doing very good at this right now but it's okay and the fact that I thought it was okay is really good that's progress that's that's growth on my part and and I'm proud of that because before knowing I was autistic, I would have, you know, whenever I had stuff like that happen, I would get really, um, uh, I don't want to say like mad at myself, but almost just like frustrated because I just didn't understand what's happening in those moments. And I would just wonder, you know, I just wonder, and now I have the answer and I feel like that's so it just, it's so, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of right now. Comforting. That's the word. Uh, it's comforting to be like, oh, this is fine that I'm being awkward. This is just part of who I am and how I am. And, you know, anyone who's going to be friends with me is going to just need to understand that sometimes things are going to be a little bit different than if they were hanging out with someone who's not autistic. And that's okay. So um, I went to a baby shower. Or no, not a baby shower. Sorry, a bridal shower. And this is just kind of a, a little example of how I'm giving myself some more grace in situations. And also attempting to kind of unmask a little bit. Um bridal shower. I've never been to one. And so I didn't really know what to expect, but I figured it would be kind of like a baby shower, but just with a bride. And I was right. So it's one of my fiance's friends, uh, who they have been friends with for years. Um, pretty much one of my fiance's only like 
really good friends because they're like me. They don't really have any friends. Uh, they have like a couple close people and that's it. Well, this girl is woman is one of these close people. So anyway, she invited us to the bridal shower. My partner was like, you don't have to go to this. I totally understand if you don't want to go to this, you're not going to know anyone there. And I know situations like that are like tricky for you. And I'm like, yeah, let me think about it. By the way, so grateful to have a partner who is like that because in the past I have not experienced that with partners. I've been forced a lot into situations that they were like, come on, like you have to go. What do you mean you don't want to? What do you mean this or that or the other thing? And then it just makes you feel guilty and then you have to go and then you force yourself and then no one understands. Um, Sorry, I had to sniffle. Of course I'm having allergies just like every other gosh darn time I record this podcast. I did um, weed eating in my yard this morning. I used the weed whacker, or not this morning, this afternoon, um, because my front yard just is a wreck, and I'm super allergic to grass, and so I'm like, (sighs) okay. Um, so anyway, so sorry if I'm sniffling. Um, bridal shower. So, uh, ultimately I decided to go because I was like, okay, first of all, I really like this friend of my fiance's. She's great. I'm actually really super comfortable around her, which doesn't happen very often with people. So I was like, you know what? I really want to go. This is her. She's super excited about getting married. (laughs) We're going to the wedding in a couple weeks, by the way, I'll update you on how that goes. Oh, weddings. Uh, so, so I went did not know a single person there except my fiance and the woman who's the bride to be and my daughter came with us she's 13 and my daughter's also also autistic and we are the awkwardest and we were just being you know it was fine i was like you know this is this is okay she wanted to go kind of just like sit off to the side and i was like yeah i want to do that too And normally in this type of situation, I would have forced myself to be social. I would have felt rude. If I didn't, I would have been like, you know what? I don't know any of these people, but I need to try and talk to at least a couple of people. I would have my quota of like engagement, my, my engagement quota. I'd be like, I have to talk to this many people probably, or, you know, I should ask questions or I should, you know, and it's exhausting. It's so exhausting. And I'm like, you know, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just going to go, you know, luckily my daughter was with me and she was kind of like a, a, my pal and that decision, we were just like, yeah, let's just go sit over here and just sort of observe. And we did. And, and it was, it was fine. I, it was very noisy in there. There was a lot of, uh, women and they're they were very loud I I think uh her family is just like a loud family you know there are people who are just more boisterous and uh I ended up having to put my earplugs in because I was like this is overwhelming me all of it you know when so many people are talking at once and then it's very very loud on top of it uh, if it's like low level talking, like people using normal voices and a bunch of people talking, that doesn't usually bother me. But like, if it's loud like that, 
that is a thing that I'm just like, oh, I feel very overwhelmed. I kind of want to run out of here and cry. So use my earplugs helped a ton. That helped a ton. And I was like, okay, good. And I'm glad I know that this is a thing now uh, that helps me in these situations. And, uh, you know, we played some games, which game time is always fine. I like games. Games are structured activities. And you tell me what to do and how long to do it. And those are fine. It's just like the weird, like, chit-chatty moments where I just don't shine. So anyway, I allowed myself to be a bit more um, on the fringe of the party than I usually would have in the past, and it felt really good. It didn't seem like anyone thought I was being rude, uh, which is always my biggest fear in those types of situations where I'm like, oh my god, if I'm not talking to people... And you know, women especially get this type of thing where it's like if you are not acting in the way that uh, women are quote-unquote supposed to act people will sometimes label you certain things like rude or bitchy and I've never wanted to come off like that and so I'm always like overdoing it the other direction like oh I need to smile and I need to talk and I need to Uh, I also don't really like people thinking that I'm shy and I don't know why I have a problem with that but when people are like, oh, are you shy? I'm like, no, I'm actually not shy. I'm not shy at all. Um, I guess maybe because for me, I'm just realizing this in this very moment, that you guys are like my therapists. I just talk and then I realize stuff. (laughs) Thanks. Um, I think I equate shyness. When someone thinks that someone is shy, they might also think that they lack confidence. And I don't think I lack confidence and I don't think that I'm shy. I just think I'm awkward. There's a difference. Like, yeah. So I I don't want people to think I'm rude. I don't want people to think I'm shy or like afraid or like timid or whatever. I just, I just want to be on the side. I just want to watch all the people without all the pressure to interact with all of the people in like a very inauthentic way. I don't mind genuine interesting interactions if there happens to be a person at a party that I randomly click with and have stuff to talk about with them which hardly ever happens but it has happened and that is rad when that happens I love it I'm like yes that was cool I got to talk to a new person they were interesting um and it's it's fine but like when we're just doing the face value chit chatty whatever stuff like I don't want it and I could live without it and why should I have to do it you know it's not a situation where where I needed to do that so I allowed myself not to I was very proud I also um a lot lately have been not stopping myself from being the fidgety hands and I've always had a tendency to kind of fidget and now I know it's stimming um But I always felt like it made me look a certain way. Also, again, like maybe people thought I was nervous or like, I don't know. I just felt like it drew attention to me in a way that I didn't want. And so I'd stop myself and I've been sort of like more freely allowing myself to do my little um, fidgety fingers that really it does. It helps me. It helps me concentrate. It helps me calm down when I need to, you know, 
you know, we know what stimming does. And so also kind of allowing myself the freedom to do that once in a while, not all of the time. I still like monitor it and stop myself sometimes just because it's hard. It is hard. This whole like unmasking and trying to be yourself business, um, it, it is really hard, especially because I am afraid that I'm going to come off like a different person to people who've known me for a while. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be a different person. I don't want people to see me as totally different or, you know, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to still be me, but just be <laughs> the more authentically autistic Melissa instead of being like the the perfectly social or attempting to be perfectly social, quote, normal Melissa. And it's not easy, guys. It's not. But I, I am trying. I'm giving it a go. Uh, nothing bad has happened yet. Uh, I am awkward. It's fine. I, (laughs) it's fine. Oh, you know what? On a side note, well, this is, this is related. So it's not like a, it's not like an unrelated tangent, but it is kind of a tangent. Um, I've been watching the show Please Like Me, and it's on... I'm watching it on Hulu. And a couple of people recommended it to me because it has the same actor uh, as the actor in... Um, oh, uh, Everything is Gonna Be Okay, the the show I just finished. Um please like me. It's the same guy. He is autistic in real life. When he was, he was making this show, please like me. It came out before everything's going to be okay. And he didn't know that he was autistic yet. Uh, but I assume that his character in the show, please like me, is based sort of around how he is in real life. Because this character (laughs) If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the show, you should watch this show because he is clearly autistic. Like, it's just, I'm like, here's an autistic person that no one's talking about it, but clearly he is. Um, And having a person to see on TV like that and I felt this way about um, the other show, too. Why do I keep getting hung up on the name? Everything's going to be okay. Uh, oh, this, is why, this is why representation is so important. Because I do relate so much to all of these characters, but especially him. And it makes me feel like there is a place in this world for autistic people who present similarly to me, who present like the quirky sort of awkward, but making it okay, but still sort of like struggling in certain ways, you know, sort of autistic person. And this is what he, you know, the type of character he plays. And, um, 
it just makes me feel a little bit more free to just be who I am because I'm like, you know what? I'm not the only person in the world who is like this. And it's okay. It's okay to be a little quirky or like I I feel like seeing people in the media like that that you can really relate to is so helpful. At least for me it is. You know, I've always related to Sheldon too from the Big Bang Theory in so many ways, just mostly his like the way he's just so neurotic about so so many things I just relate to that so so much um and of course he's another character who was his character's based on an actual autistic person but they never say in the show that he's autistic but I think the difference is like the one thing about Big Bang Theory that I could say that I'm not always a fan of is that people treat Sheldon differently um they it's obvious that he's annoying to everyone around him and they always make fun of, you know, it's like a joke on the show and it's fine, whatever. Um, cause he is sort of like a caricature and he's kind of over, you know, he's, he's very, um, it's like an over exaggerated type of character cause it's a sitcom. Um, but what I like about everything's going to be okay. And please like me is that, um, these characters aren't treated like that. They're not, you know, they have their, their interpersonal problems, but no one treats them like they're annoying or burdensome or whatever. Um, so anyway, I don't mean to always go on about shows, but like lately that's been a very important aspect of, of my journey has been sort of seeking out these different, um, these different media type of outlets to, to sort of connect to and, and comfort me and make me feel like, okay, like I'm not alone. And I know I'm not alone. I hear from so many of you guys and like, we're all just kind of in this together, but actually being able to like see it play out. Another person is Hannah Gadsby. She, you know, she just does a, a stand up special, but like her stand up special Douglas is so funny and like, her stories that she tells are just so relatable and I'm like okay I am not the only person who says really weird stuff sometimes and then it's like what why did I just say that that was obviously really weird or not okay or whatever um I don't know so <sighs> anyway I'm awkward and I'm weird and I'm quirky and I'm autistic and it's fine. And I'm feeling really positive. I'm feeling really positive and I'm feeling like I'm in a really good place right now with who I am. There are certain times when I do still feel a little bit, um, uh, I don't even know the right word to use. I don't want to say sad, but like, I do f feel a little bit more like, uh, I don't know the word I want. What word do I want? You know, like, just to think about the rest of my life, how the stuff that's been a struggle is still just gonna, it's probably always gonna be a struggle. Whereas before, I just figured like, oh, well, if I go to enough therapy, I can like, fix whatever's going on with me because it's probably just from trauma or whatever and now it's like oh no a lot of this stuff is because I'm autistic and it's just gonna be there and 
in a way that's freeing, but in a way it's also can sometimes, depending on the day, feel very heavy or stifling, I guess is a better word than sad. Um, but those days are few and far between now. I gotta say, I really am feeling great about the path that I'm on and, you know, bring on the bridal showers. I will be awkward at all of them from here on out. I am your resident awkward bridal shower attendee. We'll see how awkward I can be at the wedding. It should be a challenge. Like, how awkward can I actually be? (laughs) Can I get more awkward than this? TBD. TBA. I'll let you guys know. Um, Weddings are also awful. I haven't been to that many of them in my life, to be honest. This is just showing that I haven't really had a lot of close friends throughout my life because I haven't hardly been to any weddings. I've never been to a bridal shower. I've never been a bridesmaid. Not that I want to be a bridesmaid. Please don't make me do that, anyone. But like, I don't even want my own wedding. Like, I just want to elope. And that's that. Like, don't stare at me. My first two weddings were very, very, yes, I've been married twice. If you're new here, I've been married twice. By the age of 30, I was married and divorced twice. It's fine. Both of those weddings, super small, super intimate. I never, ever wanted to be like the center of that kind of attention. If you do, good for you, but lordy. So anyway, weddings, I don't have a lot of experience. It should be interesting to go in a couple of weeks to our friend's wedding and just see how it goes. Anyway, I said I was brain dead because it's evening time, but this episode got really long, actually. So uh, I hope... Uh, y'all enjoyed this one. I really didn't come in with a game plan. I just kind of, not that I ever really do, but I was like, you know, I just want to talk about this experience that I've been having lately, just being around more people and doing more things and getting back into the groove of, of real life. Almost hopefully post pandemic, please soon. Uh, yeah. So that's it for now. I'm going to get going and, uh, get on with the rest of my evening and I hope you guys are having a good day or afternoon or evening or night and if you want to reach out I will put contact info in the show notes and uh, follow the Instagram if you want and leave a rating or a review if you're able to do so on whatever platform you're listening on it really helps other people find the show and all of that and uh, yeah That's all I gotta say. Alright, I'm gonna go now. Talk to you guys next time. Bye!